Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello and welcome to an episode of Around the Hearn. It's been in development for a little while. I'll be honest with you. Uh, real life sometimes tends to uh, get in the way, have a new daughter, and then uh, get ready for baseball and softball tournaments. And uh, let me know how that goes. That's kind of how things have been. But a lot of big things to get to, including the new Botkins girls head basketball coach and Brittany Gross coming up here in just a few. And the uh, Legion season, not that far away. We sit just about three weeks before the uh, state tournaments and the uh, district track tournament going on tonight here in Spencerville. Also, Chad Donsback, the new uh, head coach. Well, he's not new. He's kind of been around a while. We talked for a little bit. Uh, he's the Napoleon River Bandits head coach about where they've gone and cool places that they get to see throughout the course of their summer. He's coming up here in just a little bit. I always enjoy talking to him. I love when I'm able to get to do a River Bandits game. They open their season less than two weeks from now, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, high school baseball season has been picking up. We're in the tournament run. Had a, a game tonight, last night, depending on when you're listening to this, that Kaleida picked up a 16 nothing win over uh, Fort Jennings, who had beaten Pinorca Boa. Big, 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 big game coming up tonight here on a Friday night. It'll be on WZOQ Radio as Van Wert and Ottawa Glendorf tangle for the second time. Uh, Jackson Buttlemeyer, Mr. Friday night for the Titans, taking on Owen Treese. And the only loss that Buttlemeyer has on the year was a 4 nothing loss to the uh, Van Wert Cougars. That's coming up, and uh, more baseball next week, uh, both on WKKI. I know... Uh, WSN's got some, WIMA has some, Z Sports Live, WZOQ, WCSM, and so many great places that have high school baseball and softball news coming up. A lot of Player of the Year awards handed out in the St. Mary's Rough Riders. Shout out to those girls. Came back, got themselves a big win last night. Again, depending on when you're listening to this, but a lot of great things going on. And uh, Hard Northern kicks it off here in the News and Notes segment of this show. Owen Weatherill, the senior. 53 stolen bases this year. It's good for eighth all-time on the OHSA single-season mark. He's got 96 for his career. Congratulations to him for breaking that. And speaking of, Liberty Benton might have bowed out of the tournament a couple of days ago, but it didn't stop Lincoln Garlock from stealing everything in sight. He had 27 stolen bases in the uh, season. Eagles picked up a 4-3 victory on uh, Monday over fourth-ranked defiance in their regular season finale before falling in their tournament game. St. John's pitcher Brady Kerner, he threw a no-hitter in the uh, sectional semi-victory a couple of nights ago against Marion Local. Had eight strikeouts, unfortunately, for the Blue Jays. Their season comes to an end with a uh, loss to uh, Mac co-champion New Bremen. Jenna Woods from Riverside threw a perfect game about a week ago and hit a home run in a 14-0 win over Dayton Christian. What I think is cool about that is the same day that Warren Shockey for Riverside, he threw a perfect game. 15 strikeouts and 11 nothing win that happened to clinch the NWCC title for the uh, Riverside boys. Softball's Jalen Rome, two grand slams and a double. 10 RBI. 10. And the T-Birds 22-0 victory over Kaleida. Her teammate Kennedy Parker also hit a home run. Abby Watkins threw a complete game three hitter on the mound in that same game. And uh, I just had this young lady on this podcast, and I'm so proud of her. St. Mary's and University of Finley golfer Jill Schmittmeyer, second team All-American by the World Golf Collegiate Association. 
I'll be honest. I took a stab at what WGCA is. Wapak Kinetis Taylor West. Congratulations to her. She's going to go play softball at Theo College while the uh, sprinter from Kaleida ended to run track at Ashland. Hannah Bearhiding. Congratulations to her. All district and all league awards handed out the last couple of days. The NWC and uh, Northwest District Player of the Year, Landon Price. Got to see him a couple of nights ago at Kaleida as he came in and saved a game against the Wildcats at Holy Name Ballpark. 98 strikeouts, 5 walks for him on the season. Just a ridiculous number for the future Ohio State Buckeye. Brenna Homan, named Max Softball Player of the Year. Minster coach Rob Hemelgarn joins the Fort Recovery Indian as the Coach of the Year. Minster's got a big game coming up in their next game as well as they get into the uh, district finals and take on a Lincoln View program, champions of the Northwest Conference. They were supposed to play as the uh, NWC Coach of the Year. And Brad Deutsch from Lincoln View said on the news last night that kind of one of those weird late-season things just didn't work out. His senior, Destiny Coyle, named Northwest Conference Player of the Year. Western Buckeye League gave out their awards to uh, Chandler Clark of Bath and Kaylee Grant from Shawnee. Both got a Player of the Year award. Both shared the title this year. And it's not really a shock that Logan Maxwell, the future TCU Horn Frog, is the WBL Player of the Year. Tom Held and Charlie Witten from Defiance and Van Wert respectively shared the Coach of the Year award. Reese Dellinger from Coldwater, Mitchell Hayes from New Bremen named the Co-Mac Players of the Year in the uh, two teams, New Bremen and Coldwater, that split that title. PCL Track Athlete of the Year went to John all from Columbus Grove and Peyton Heitmeyer from Lipsick. PCL this year for baseball, shared by Lipsick Collide at Miller City after Miller City beat Lipsick. Lipsick beat Kaleida, and Kaleida lost uh, just that one game. Miller City lost one game. Lipsick lost one game. Lipsick able to beat Pandora Bow the other night, eight, uh, 18-9, and to get that win. And here's a piece of news. We'll go into coaching news. Said here in a couple of minutes, we're going to have the new head coach and Brittany Gross from Bakken's. Travis Cooper, now the new head coach at Defiance for their football program after going 73-44 and in his time at Bryan. Sonora's boys basketball coach, Chris Limonstall, who was an assistant for 15 years under three different coaches at Sonora, per the uh, Crescent News, says he'll be the new head coach there. Kenton was busy this week. Hired a new volleyball coach, Julie Deering, comes over from Upper Side of Valley. And Zach Turner, Brent Fackler's assistant coach, is now going to be the head football coach for the uh, Kenton Wildcats, and I believe that makes three, maybe not four, new head football coaches in the Western Buckeye League. That will be interesting to see how that goes this year. Tennis news, district tennis winners headed to Staten Mason down near Cincinnati next week. OGs Colin and Carter Welch in doubles along with the uh, doubles duo from Lima Central Catholic and Aaron Simmons and Enrico Patalis. Then Shawnee's Mason Stall and Gabe Burke in the singles for a Shawnee program that won the WBL track title. Salina girls take that one. Lauren Monin, congratulations to her. Got her 53rd hit of the season this week. Surpassed Kami McEldowney's uh, 52 for the uh, single-season school record. Uh, Bath's Terrence Sullivan. Played in the uh, first-ever basketball Africa League game for the Rivers Hoopers. Talked about this kind of a couple of weeks ago. That he had signed there, 15.6 rebounds in that game. And Elida, they're uh, head, headed uh, another man uh, to a different team in the NFL. Quentin Poling signs with the New Orleans Saints. The uh, news and notes 
that uh, would think that you need to know about things going on in the area. Again, district track results going on tonight. Uh, Gary Raspberry's not happy. Those didn't go up before midnight here in Spencerville, but hopefully I can get a look at those next week and talk about the uh, uh, things going on. Hopefully next week, the kind of the big news of who the uh, guest is going to be. I'll talk about that at the end of the show and tell you who you need to be on the lookout for. But coming up here in just a few, first you'll hear from uh, the new Bakken's head girls coach. And Brittany Gross also talks about her work with the Columbus crew and so much more. And Chad Donsback, the one and only Chad Donsback, head coach of the Napoleon River Bandits. I'm going to come back here all around the Hearn. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. It's time for Skillet to rock the drive-in theater tour with special guests Jordan Feliz and Colton Dixon. Live and in person for a night of energy and excitement unlike any other. June 24th in Middlepoint at Vandell Drive-In. Bring up to six people per car with your blankets and lawn chairs to enjoy a night of live music and fun. The Drive-In Theater Tour with Skillet, Jordan Feliz, and Colton Dixon. Tickets available now at driveintheatertour.com. Another awakening event from the Awakening Foundation. Despite the fact that the season is over, we never stop talking about basketball on this show and the new head coach of the Bakken's Girls program in Brittany Gross. First of all, Congratulations to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's a big thing. Obviously, you spend the last four years down in the Columbus area and kind of building up to this point after playing in college and uh, playing in high school. And I mean, did you know, did you always want to be a coach? Was that the trajectory? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's funny you ask. It's, it's really, it's in my family blood. Um my grandpa was a very successful basketball coach, uh, in the, starting in the 1950s all the way through the 70s. Uh, my uncle coached me in high school, um, and you know, my dad and my brother spent so many hours in the gym with me growing up. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's basketball has always been such a big part of my life. Um, that coaching was definitely uh, in the cards for me early on. Uh, just something that always always interested me interested me so i'm i'm really grateful for the opportunity well and for you nbc player of the year all state all district all county but the thing that i loved when i was reading your bio immediately was uh fort loramie's head coach Corey Britton for the boys is from the finley area and you went to elmwood and i just started thinking of what is it about that area everybody seems to end up in shelby county sure yeah well you know i think there's uh I think there's a similar feel, um, to the, to the Bakken's area, um, and, and Shelby County in general, um, being from that Wood County, uh, small town vibe, uh, both great communities, just a lot of support. Um, you know, kids within the school districts are, are all very respectable, uh, coachable kids. So I think it's just that similar feel, um, you know, that, that draws people in. So I, I know for a fact, I definitely felt that way. Um, you know, even just being in Bakken's for my first time. So. Well, I'm always curious with, uh, coaches and players who have played for 
terrific in winning programs. And you play for Doug Reynolds, and I mean, either going forward or kind of so far, how has he been of being able to help you as you're getting into coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's been such a great resource for me. Um, you know, obviously as a as a player, um, he had a lot of expectations. Uh, he was great at you know, challenging us, um, and pushing us and just being so knowledgeable. Uh, now it's funny, you know, we're, we're talking about setting up a scrimmage, uh, for this year. So it's fun. in the fact that, you know, we're on the same side now and, um, you know, he's been helping me through a lot of questions that I've been asking in this new role. And so he's, he's been so great, um, as far as being a resource and I look forward I look to him to, to be a resource, you know, for the rest of my career. So I appreciate his support, both being in a player and, and now in a, a coaching position. And I would think, I mean, it's kind of an odd thing. Last handful of years, obviously you've seen it, but with coming off the back end of COVID and kind of the way that the season was and, and just now taking your first head coaching job, was it in the past, I mean, or did it just kind of fall into place with Botkins this year of op- that opportunity? Sure. You know, honestly, I, I think I just really lucked out. Um, you know, I back in the uh, early winter, I decided that I was going to go back and, and get my teaching license. Um, and so I, I started a, an accelerated program for that. And, um, you know, I, I'm going to be finishing my program up here in May and I heard that the Bakken's business teacher position was going to be open. And so, you know, I applied and, um, you know, I, I went uh, into that interview hoping I was going to get a teaching job. And, and fortunately enough, um, you know, there was an opening in the girls basketball position. And, and so that conversation kind of lent itself there. And I, I've just, I really am fortunate um, to be in this, this situation and given this opportunity. So, Cannot say how grateful I am enough. Now, I know it's a, a little bit early, but I've been a program that comes off third in the uh, Shelby County League, a 17-8 and eight record. They've got girls coming back for next year, and I've been told the future is pretty positive in terms of what they have coming up and everything. Have you gotten sure. to, I mean, even really look at the program or talk to any of the girls yet? Yeah, so um, – you know, I, I've been able to speak with um, one of the seniors, and uh, I've, I've gotten to see some film uh, that I've dug up on the girls. But, you know, Coach Groves, um, who was previously in this position, did a great job with the girls, um, you know, and, and he spoke very highly of them. And, and the administration has as well as far as, you know, this year that we hope to have and also the years to come. Like you said, there is some, some talent coming up. Um you know, I think for us, um, the, the identity is going to be to keep, you know, those same traditions. Uh, it's been, you know, a very competitive winning program in the last couple of years. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, it's a tough league. Um, but we, you know, we just, we want to go out and we want to compete and, uh, hopefully contend to be in that, that top half of the league, uh, again for, you know, the next years to come. So. I'm really, really excited for this year and, and uh, years to come. Well, it's kind of been an interesting couple of months at Botkins. I mean, the boys win the state title. The coaching vacancy opens. They you flip coaches, and you, you get an opportunity at least to, I would think, if you have any kind of questions, 
about the program or about things that have happened that, you know, coach's office really isn't that far down the hallway. Right, right. No, that, uh, funny you mentioned that, you know, I've been, uh, peppering coach Groves with a, a lot of questions and, uh, even, you know, some other resources within the school. I, I can't say enough. Um, you know, I've only been, uh, actually employed there, uh, per board approval for what, almost a week now. And, um, uh, the resources have just been amazing. Uh, so many people reaching out, uh, just so supportive, you know, whatever I need. Um, they said, don't hesitate to ask. And I've definitely already taken up a lot of people on that offer. Um, and I'll definitely continue to do so. Um, you know, I just want to make myself comfortable and, and visible in the community. And I just, I appreciate, um, especially coach Groves, you know, he's been, he's been so helpful because obviously, you know, it, it is my first high coaching job. And so yes, his door has been open and, and I appreciate it because I know now that, you know, he's taking over the boys program and he's got a lot on his plate too, but he, he's been super helpful. So really appreciate that. I always think it's funny how life works. And I was talking earlier about kind of the connection of where you're from and where you're going. When you were in high school at Elmwood, could you have found Botkins if someone just said, hey, you're going to Botkins? <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I uh, I probably wouldn't have been able to. I would have needed a, a maybe just a little bit bigger of a landmark, uh, maybe uh, 20 minutes south of Lima. I would have been able to find it with that description, but probably not. Well, and I say that because half jokingly, because it's kind of one of those things where people are learning about Bakken's athletics the last couple of years because they're on a massive upswing as a whole. But when you kind of look at that area, if you say to especially a girls basketball player in the state of Ohio, you're going to Fort Loramie. I mean, everybody's going to go, Okay, I know where Fort Loramie is, but being able to kind of continue to build this program at Bakken's, that's I'm sure one of the goals of going somebody in Cleveland, for instance, saying, you know, hey, you guys are going to Botkins. Okay, I know exactly where that's at. Absolutely. You know, I think it's so important to just make your program visible, right? And um, obviously it it helps. Uh, The boys had a a very successful program this year in in winning state. Um, So, you know, I've told some colleagues and peers, you know, what my next move is. And they're like, hmm, Botkins, Botkins, that sounds familiar didn't their boys win state so you know it lends itself to those conversations um and it allows me then to you know open up and and make the girls program visible as well so absolutely that's ultimately the goal is um you know we want people to know where Bakken's is for for both the boys and the girls programs and and to know the success of those well not to peel back the curtain completely but with your work with the Columbus crew who apparently are in the news for a myriad of reasons this week. (laughs) I would think that at least a couple of people would know about Botkins because they've had such a strong soccer program. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Definitely. um, You know, my colleagues at work, um, the ones who are are big, bigger soccer fans and even some friends um, definitely know of uh, the successful storied programs at Bakken's that they have for soccer. Um, funny enough, you know, I, I don't, I really don't know that much about soccer, um, but I, I'm excited to immerse myself uh, in that culture at Bakken's as well and, and be supportive of those other teams too. So, 
I would think that would get you at least a little bit of cred with them of, yeah, you know, I left the crew to come, uh, you know, hang out with you guys. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the girls will probably come to you and be like, okay, let me ask you about this attacking strategy. Wait a second. Yeah. I'm, I'm about as good as uh, somebody getting you free merch and that's where I'll probably uh, be able to draw the line, maybe some tickets, but uh <laughs> Yeah, no see, strategies now you made there. the mistake because now everybody in Botkins is going to be, uh, hey, she said I can, yeah. she can get us free tickets. <laughs> right. But, I mean, even with that, that, that's it's a really cool time, I would think, for the crew because of everything going on with the stadium and kind of the revitalization. And there is probably – I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I can appreciate it having been down to a couple of games – I don't think that there is a more passionate fan base from top to bottom as the last couple of weeks have shown than that program's fan base. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, I started there, um, in September of 2017 and obviously shortly after I started, um, you know, there was potential talk of the team moving. Um, and you just saw how, how dedicated and passionate all the fans were. Um, and when they say soccer fans are passionate, I quickly understood what they meant by that because I mean, every single person came out of the woodwork, um, at that point and you know, they were not going to stop until they succeeded in getting the team to stay, you know, flash forward a few years later now. And, and here we are, not only did, you know, they assist in, in saving the team and show their support throughout that tough time period. But we're getting a brand new stadium out of it. You know, I think the culture is just continuing to grow and improve. Um, you know, the crew might not have been talked about as much, you know, four or five years ago, but now it's they're so present in the news, um, you know, on a, on a variety of levels. But it's, it's definitely positive and it's, it's a great, it's a great organization and great place to be a part of as far as, you know, having that fan base and those, those passionate people involved and behind you for sure. Well, I know I've been to a couple of games down there and I have some friends who are just massive crew fans and, you know, every little thing, whether it's uh, colors, whether it's the name, whether it's the potential move to Texas, they are definitely a hundred percent all in. And I don't know enough about soccer to appreciate some of the little nuances, but to just stand there at any point in the stadium and just kind of take it in as an atmosphere is, it's got to be one of the best things in sports. It is, it is. And, you know, the funny thing, we've joked about it at the office, is it was so unfortunate, you know, um, to win the MLS Cup in the year that, you know, we couldn't have a sellout crowd. Um, But, you know, with that being said, I think it just, you know, it excites people, um, for the, the years to come now. Um, and it is, it's just, it's an atmosphere like no other, you know, even, even the 1500 fans that were in attendance at, you know, the MLS cup, um, you know, that place was just roaring. Um, and that just goes back to how passionate they are and how supportive they are of the team. But yeah, if, if you haven't made it to, you know, a big showdown uh, game in soccer, and then you definitely have to get to one because it is like no other. But I will tell you, don't blink, because if you do, you'll probably miss the only goal of the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. Right, exactly. Um, 
it's so crazy. It just dawned on me too that uh, color wise, you won't even have to change your wardrobe. It's so funny you say that. I was just uh, cleaning my desk out the other day, and I was I had a couple uh, black and gold flags, and I was like, you know what? I can hang these up in the classroom. They'll be fitting in well. People will just walk by. They'll just see it, and they won't even think anything about it. Right. <laughs> well, it's such a cool thing. I'm so happy for you. I'm excited about what this program is going to be uh, to do some games. And I talk to a lot of people uh, about this show and about trying to get guests and different things and people to talk to. And they are very excited in Botkins about your tenure coming up and about having you there and the energy that you're going to bring to the squad. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that immensely. I'm, I'm so excited for, you know, our, our summer to start and get to know the personnel of the girls and our team even more. Um, and, and not only that, but just to be a part of the Bakken's community, um, you know, with the different events and things that they have going on and, and just my immerse myself in that culture because it's just from everyone I have talked to, they, they just light up when they talk about their town. And, and that's what I love most. Um, you know, it just really draws everyone in, brings everyone together. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that family. I'm just excited to be able to hear you say the words when we get started this summer, because that's an actual thing that we haven't been able to talk about for a couple of years. <laughs> yes, I know. It's, it's crazy because, you know, last summer there was, there was no uh, cap on contact days, but you know, there, there weren't shootouts and team camps and no one was really allowed to, you know, scrimmage each other in the summer or anything like that. And now here we are still no cap on contact days, but you know, we, we have shootouts, we have team camps lined up. And so it's, it's going to be a really fun summer. Um, I'm glad that we're getting the time that we are. Uh, Cause I think, you know, it's only going to benefit us in the long run for sure. I wanted to ask you about you uh, interned at the OHSA at one point with mm -hmm. being uh, obviously immersed in girls basketball, the tournaments being in Dayton for the foreseeable future. I would perfect world. Would you have preferred the girls get to play through Columbus or, I mean, would, are you just excited about the possibility of if you make it with Botkins, I mean, you could sleep in your own bed the night before. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, I, I don't think um, I would complain about a venue if, if we were in that position. Um, you know, I was always a, a big fan of uh, them switching over to potentially St. John's. Um, but, you know, I think I think both venues are great. I think, you know, obviously for Dayton, it's, it's very convenient uh, for the Bakken's community and, and commuting and, and getting fans there. But, you know, I think those fans would, would travel hours. Um, so, you know, it is an exciting thing to, to definitely think about. And obviously that's always a goal on the horizon. Um, but, you know, I think the big thing for us will be um, while that will be on the horizon, you know, we just, like I said, we want to compete and get better every single day. Um, but, Playing at UD Arena in March sounds pretty sweet. So, <laughs> again, just go right down the hallway, and I, I I realize that there's a lot of work to do between now and then. But there's got to be a part of you that's just thinking about that weekend after Thanksgiving already of how quickly can we get from here to there and get Game One done. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I think 
it, it just, it's true. You hear the saying, time goes faster as you get older. Um, and, you know, I, I find that to be true, uh, even in my, my young age. But, um, you know, I think, you know, for us is just really selling the girls. And I, I think they'll, they'll buy into the fact that we just want to make every day count. Um, that we are able to get in the gym and together, you know, and I think that lends itself to the past year, year and a half that we've had. Um, so yeah, obviously, you know, I'm itching to, to get to season, but you know, I'm, I'm excited for the foundation and the groundwork that we'll be able to lay for this summer. Um, and see, you know, where we started out June one and, and where we're at at Thanksgiving and, and where we're at in March. So it, it's going to be a fun process for sure. Plus the cool thing is you get your debut at home. You don't have to go somewhere far. Absolutely. Yes. So it's a good thing to start at home. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. I think at least the night before yeah. you're the nervous energy and all that. Absolutely. Well, I am excited about the future of the Botkins program. I thank you so much for doing this and, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I'm happy to do it. That's Brittany Gross, the new head coach at Botkins. Back with more here in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Since 1998, one of the uh, best teams in the state of Ohio and in the country in Legion Baseball. If you don't know the Napoleon River Bandits, there's a good chance that you don't follow Legion Baseball because they have been just pretty much everywhere. They've won everything, they've seen everything, and well, you'll find out in a second. They have quite literally been or will be everywhere, and the now third head coach in a team history and Chad Donsbeck. It's such a cool legacy and it's such a cool tradition I guess that you get to try to maintain. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it truly is. Um, you know, I started in this program back in 2007, um, you know, freshly off being let go from a coaching job and really not knowing where I wanted to go with my coaching career. And, you know, at that time, Randy and, and Randy Bachman and the current head coach at that time, Shane Coleman, you know, came to me and said, Hey, you know, you want to come help us out? And I, I was like, all right, you know what, it'd be something different. And, you know, I, I got for, for lack of a better term, I got sucked into the, to the river bandit tradition and what they try to do every summer for these kids and give them the experiences they give them, give them and also take them to the places that we take them that they may never, ever get back to in their entire lives. And, and, you know, 
on top of winning a lot of baseball games and having a chance to to go to the state tournament every year and go to the national regional and the and the potentially the World Series, you know, that's just icing on the cake. It's the it's the things that they do off the field for these kids that really impressed me and really kept me in this program and got me to the point now where, you know, this will be year number five as a head coach. Um, you know, so it was really Randy and Shane and, and them giving me that opportunity and then showing me what it was all about. Well, it's so cool because between 98 to 2019, obviously we don't get 2020 and whatever, mm-hmm. but there's only one losing season, and that's back in 2015 where the team goes 19 and 21. Yep. So yep. a bad year, so to speak, is still almost a 500 year, and that's something that you kind of speak to in terms of the tradition and how good yep. the legacy has been. Uh, yeah, I, I I remember that year too, man. Randy at that time, I think Randy had stepped back in charge at that time, and man, he was he was not a happy camper all summer. Um, but you know, it, it comes down to the kids, the quality of player we get, and then them buying into the fact that you know what, this is the River Bandits. This is the expectation is when you know twenty five thirty. 30, 35 games a summer and play in the state tournament with a chance to go on. And, and when those kids buy into that and expect that, you know, it makes my job so much easier, so much easier. And, you know, we just had our, our media day, our picture day on Sunday. And that was, that was the big thing we talked to them about was the past traditions of this team and how, how teams went about their business every single day and prepared themselves to, to play the game the right way. And then when it comes to game time, there's no pressure because you're already already prepared. You're ready. You've you put yourself in every possible situation you could possibly be in. So now we just get, get to go out and, and I get to stay out of the way and let the kids' athleticism and baseball abilities come through and, and perform. And, you know, Randy has always said that um, kids play at a, such a higher level when they're relaxed and confident. And he goes, that's your main goal is – Work them to the point where they're comfortable with their abilities and they're confident in their abilities, and then just tell them to relax and you be relaxed and whatever happens happens and just go play baseball. And and honestly, I think that's the the key is the kids are just relaxed, they have fun, and they just play hard and they go they go about their business and get it done. Well, that probably is the smartest way for things to go is for you to just get out of the way. I, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Um, a hundred percent, you know, I, I try to find kids that understand, have a good understanding of the game and know how to play it. And you know what, the less I have to do to force the action of the, of the game, the better off we're going to be. And, and that's kind of how we go. You know, we have certain rules that, you know, things we do specific counts, um, you know, that are must. You know, and, and everybody knows. I mean, first and second, nobody out. It doesn't matter who's up to play. We're going to bunt. doesn't matter. You know, 3-2 count, um, we're always running. Um, there's just certain things that we do that we tell them about. And then, you know what, fellas, go play. You guys know how to play this game. You've worked hard before the game. You're ready. Go play. Go have fun, you know. And that's what they do. Well, there's a lot of, obviously, eyes on what you guys do, not only with where you travel to, but you talked about – the alumni and it just kind of yeah. running down the pro alumni. I mean, Luke Haggerty goes in the first round of the Cubs 
near the beginning of this program, just three years into mm-hmm. the program. Chad Billingsley, a guy who, uh, I'll be honest with you, struck me out in high school, um, <laughs> made me look stupid on three pitches. That's my favorite story about the kind of the seven ways of Kevin Bacon that I'm connected to a pro yeah. player. Um, there you go. Uh, John Neese. Uh, you've got so many good in pitchers. You guys do, obviously, a great job, and the list just kind of goes down and down and down. Mm-hmm. But, with developing, and you have such a good relationship, obviously, with Tom Held at Defiance that mm-hmm. that he trusts your program to be able to continue to sort of build those guys up. Yeah, um, you know, and that's that's something that that we continue to to build every day, and and with all the area coaches, you know, we, um, you know, we we ask for when kids come in, we ask to, to know where they're at innings wise, cause we don't want to stress them, you know, above and beyond what, what is possible, you know, and, and making sure they're staying safe and, and, and staying in terms of being healthy. Um, you know, position guys, same way, you know, we want to know where you were at with the bats and, and different things like that. But it's, it, you know, it's that relationship that was forged before my time that, you know, I'm just, I'm just really following in, in Randy and Shane's footsteps in terms of trying to just keep those, those relationships alive and well and making sure that, you know, we're still doing what we've always done in the past and taking care of kids and making sure they have positive, positive experiences. I know one of my favorite experiences of being able to cover the River Bandits on Z Sports Live and WZOQ is the tournament a couple of years ago in Toledo of – just being able to be a part of having teams from Wisconsin and from Illinois and from Indiana mm-hmm. of seeing the immense amount of talent that went through there and kind of, I know it didn't turn out right for you guys, but I mean, that's, that's as, as good of an experience as close to home, I think, as you can get those kids. Yeah. You know, the, the national regional, um, you know, you're, you're down to the top 64 region teams in the country. Cause there's, there's eight, regionals um across the country that that end up feeding into the world series and so now you're, you're dealing with the best of the best of the best um you know and and it's always interesting um you know when uh when we were hosting that circleville um was one of the other teams um from ohio because the the host team doesn't necessarily have to win the state tournament to get to the regional um, you just get an automatic bid into, um, into the regional. And so, you know, Circleville was, was calling me, um, you know, cause they had never made it to the, to the regional before. And they were wanting to, you know, know all this information about, you know, what it's like, this, that, and the other. And, you know, they were doing all this scouting on, on opposing teams. And like, well, it doesn't look like they score that many runs. You know, we may not throw our number one and this, that, and the other. And, you know, my advice was, I'm like, listen, I go, you know what? you're dealing with a team that's going to be a state champion. Okay. So they're good. It doesn't matter how many runs they score or maybe it doesn't look like their offense isn't that great. They're a good ball club and they have good players and they, um, they know how to play the game. And so if you start trying to manipulate that, you know, you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt. Um, you know, but they, they just didn't understand the level of play is increased tenfold when you get to that national regional and, just in terms of players and abilities and they've been through tight situations. They, they understand the pressure of big time tournament play and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean that experience in itself, 
that close to home. Uh, tremendous for our kids. And the one year we were the state champion going into the regional, and then the second year we hosted it, we were not. Um, we were just you know fortunate enough to be the host team and, and got a bid and actually did better, I believe, the second year we hosted it than we did the first year. It's funny how that works out. Yeah, yeah, funny. <laughs> uh, you said about uh, having the media day and having the kids together already. Mm-hmm. I was reading the article mm-hmm. in the Northwest Signal about you said – I'm 46, and it's probably the first time in 41 years that I haven't had baseball in my life, referring to mm-hmm. 2020. But yeah. how how do you get the kids together while they're playing on their high school seasons? I mean, you've got, obviously, Defiance, Delta, Montpelier, Ayersville, Bryan, Antwerp, a lot of teams mm-hmm. from your area. But of being able to get those kids together, is it you're allowed to do that as long as they aren't playing? Um, as, as long as we don't work out. Yeah. Um, as long as you just take it, pictures and smile pretty. We took pictures and handed out uniforms. Yep. That's, I think that's the important part anyways. Yep. It's, it's the important part. Moms love it. <laughs> How many times do you see a kid who's playing for you for the first time this year? And I know you have obviously a ton mm-hmm. of talent that when it, the first time that you hand them that Riverbanders jersey, they just kind of look at it for an extra second of, wow, okay, you know, I can really use this opportunity to set myself up, and they just kind of smile. Um, you know what? It, it happens quite often. It's, it's kind of cool, you know, because I get, I get to the, the media day ahead of time, and I've got everything laid out, you know, so I've got their number or their jersey with the number side, you know, back side up. I've got their patches on top of that. I've got their socks, their pants, everything, you know, their helmet, their hat, everything is laid out for them. So all I kind of have to do is walk up to it and, um, or first of all, walk up and figure out what number they're going to be because they don't know until the day they get there. And, you know, they're kind of, you know, tentative a little bit anyway, because I've, I've talked to them when in the recruiting process, but then I've gone out and watched them play, but I really haven't been technically their coach until that moment when they first walk on the field to get their stuff. And so they're a little tentative and then, you know, you're like, all right, you know, you're number 25, go find your stuff. And then you just kind of sit back and watch and, you know, you kind of see them looking through all the numbers and then they just kind of, you know, stand there and look at it for a second. And then, then they kind of pick it all up. And then there, then there's this feeling of, it looks like there's this feeling of, Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff here. What am I going to do with all this stuff? You know? So it's, it is kind of cool. Um, you know, but I, I hope it's not, too much of an overwhelming pre- um, presence for them, you know, because I just, I just want them to just to be themselves, you know, to be the, to be the baseball player that they were that got them noticed to get them on the river bandit. And if they can, if they can do that and not try to do too much throughout the course of the summer, they're going to have a great summer. But it's going to be, it'll be the best summer of their lives. And I tell them all that, um, you know, I tell them, fellas, if you buy in, to what we do, it will be the best summer of your life. And 99.9% of the time, every kid will come up to me at the end of the season and say, Coach, you were right. This was the best summer of my life. <laughs> and I would imagine you just record where they say, Coach, you're right, and just play it over and over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In my head, yes. All the time. Mental snapshots. You know, but, yeah. You know, you know, just the places they go, it's. I like it because they're almost like, me. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to Dr. Shusha. Um, you know, 
I liken it to them being a minor league baseball player for a while, you know, for a summer, you know, because we play six days a week. A um, couple couple summers ago, there was a stretch of thirty days when where we were in hotels twenty four nights out of a out of a thirty day stretch. You know, there's there's not many programs around here that, that do things like that for kids, and you know, it's that's that's what they do all summer. They're they're professional baseball players for the summer, and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool program. It's 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 a lot of fun to be involved with and you know i hope i can do it for a long time so your season is just about three weeks as it stands right now before it gets started but it also just happens to be no pressure that it's the same weekend that the state championship games fall on up in akron you've got a ton of talent you talked about your pitchers in this article Mm -hmm. about having seven eight guys that you know you can line up and they could be a number one but, mm-hmm. I mean, how much do you look at sort of, uh, for instance, Ossalisi at Antwerp of, yeah, we might not have them for a while because it's very possible they could make a deep tournament. Even Nolan Schaefer, obviously, at Tenora, Chase Clark mm-hmm. at Antwerp. I mean, we mm-hmm. might be missing these mm-hmm. guys for a little bit. Well, and, you know, that's definitely something we take into account because we start June 1st is our first game. Um, but I think the way our roster is set up with, with the 18 guys at that point, that's going to be regional week. And so, you know, it might only be a couple of guys that are still playing at that point. Um, you know, it might be one of the D four guys that we have, you know, it could be the, it could be the archers. It could be, you know, it could be Arizona, it could be Montpelier, you know, but at that point, I think we're into the regionals. Um, so I think we're going to be okay. Um, but you know what, if we have nine guys for that first game, we play nine guys. That's how we do it. Um, you know, if we have 10 guys, we roll with 10 guys and we just figure it out and figure out, <laughs> figure out how to, to work a lineup with pitch counts and, and all of that with, with 10 guys, but Hey, we'll figure it out. Well, and the funny thing is actually the way that, uh, I now see the schedule two weeks from today, as we tape this. You open against mm-hmm. Ottawa. Yes. It, it doesn't seem yeah. like, I mean, it, it both doesn't seem like it's been that long, and it has to seem like it's been forever since we've been able to just talk about Legion baseball. Yeah. I am, I'm telling you right now, I had countdown going from day one of school. When we went back to school, in-person learning at Defiance High School, I started my countdown because – it was going to take me right up to, um, you know, our last day of school is like 27. So it's like, you know, four or five days before we open up. So I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I had to count going from day one, day 179. I started checking the, checking the boxes. Cause I knew when school was over, we were getting ready to play baseball and I can't do another summer without it. I kid my wife because I don't know if she can handle another summer of me being around the house. <laughs> right. Things didn't even get fixed. What the heck? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I, it's funny because I had joked with Brian Harlemer, the head coach at Coldwater, about mm-hmm. when they went to start their season this year in the spring of, you know, you guys were the last team in Ohio to actually touch a ball during a game when you got the comebacker. Mm-hmm in Akron to win the state title. Yeah. Well, how long ago was that? Oh, uh, 665 days. Yeah. Okay. It needs to hurry up and get here. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
Definitely. But it is such, um, such it, a weird, unprecedented thing, though, too. You know, it, it truly was. Um, I spent a lot of time last summer um, not necessarily reinventing what we wanted to do, because I think what we do is pretty good, but maybe tweaking how I fit into what we're trying to do. Um, and actually, I ended up getting a, getting a job for the summer. Um, where I spent a lot of time on a lawnmower. And so I would read at night and then I would spend all day mowing and thinking about, okay, how can I implement that into what we try to do with the river bandits? And so it was kind of, kind of nice in a way to be able to step away from the game a little bit and really think about how I approached it and how I went about it. But my God, I can't, I can't do it again. (laughs) I I need to have that part of my life, that part of, of, you know, being on the baseball field and being around those guys and, um, you know, helping them achieve what they want to achieve post high school in terms of going on and play at the next level or going on to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or whatever it is they choose they want to be. I want to make sure I have a, a part in that and, and not having that last summer, it was, was a killer. I'm more curious about how bad these lawns looked if you're just there thinking while you're driving around, not really doing anything productive. It was it was at an apartment complex. You're not it was all that cool. job again. <laughs> Probably not, but you know it just it, it was it was good in that in that respect. Um, awful in the respect that I had to call 18 kids not once but twice to tell them that we weren't going to play in the summer. Um, because we, we initially canceled the season, um, when they came out and said that the world series and the the national regionals were canceled. And then we kind of, we kind of took some time and, and, and basically talked about doing strictly just an Ohio season last summer. Um, starting in, we were, we were planning to start in July. Um, and the reason why we chose July was because we figured pitchers and stuff would have to be, get built back up again because they wouldn't have had their spring season. So, you know, we'd be starting from ground zero with them in terms of pitch count and, and arms, uh, arms being in shape and stuff like that. So we thought July 1, we'd play up until the district tournament and, you know, go to the district tournament. Hopefully, you know, be good enough to get out of that and go to the state tournament. Um, and then our season would be done. But then Ohio came out and said, well, we're not going to do the district tournament and we're not going to have the state tournament. You can still play, though. And so a second time, I had to call 18 kids and tell them, hey, guess what? Not only did I take baseball season away from you one time, I'm going to take it away from you a second time. Probably the worst two days of my life. I, I, I just – worst phone calls I've ever have, had to make um, – you know, absolutely crushed when I had to do that. But, you know, I, I, I don't know, right, right, wrong decision. You know, that's for other people to decide. Um, it just, it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever had to do. I'm, I'm curious to get a coach's perspective on this because I've been reading a lot about, mm-hmm. there's a lot about the new school theory versus some of the older guys in the old guard. Mm-hmm. It usually pertains to Major League Baseball, but it's now kind of trickling down to the minors uh-huh. and to the Legion and to high school of uh, last night, the White Sox are winning huge. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. the guy hits a home run on a 3-0 pitch, and mm-hmm. Tony La Russa loses his mind because he's like 105, and yeah. it was him and Abner Doubleday when they invented the game. You know, so, you know, they were hanging out with Naismith, and nobody understood how to cut the yeah. hole in the peach basket. But So he's got an old-school approach. Now, I mean, to you, as a guy who's obviously been around, but you've got older coaches that have kind of come through the mm-hmm. system, I mean, where do you mm-hmm. fall on, uh, I guess, the the only way to say it is the quote-unquote unwritten traditional rules? Yeah, Um you know that's 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 very interesting because um, I was actually reading about that today too, and um, you know my thought is these guys, these hitters, are at such a high level that I mean they just want to do damage, no matter what, just do damage, and that damage translates into paychecks for them. So it's all chicks fault you know because of them digging the long hole. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, my thought on this is, is if you don't want to give up a home run when you're down 15, four on a three Oh pitch, don't get down 15 to four. I think that be was better. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Be better ahead of time. And, then you don't have to worry about it. Then that unwritten rule doesn't even come into play. And unwritten rules to me are kind of silly. Well, it's such an odd thing to me too, because, you know, the guy still had to hit that ball out on 3-0. It's not as if home runs are an easy thing, especially off these relievers now. Well, and it was a catcher. It was a position player that he hit it off of. So whose fault is that? (laughs) <laughs> to me, it's, you know what? We got ourselves down 15 to four. We can't, we don't want to waste arms. So we're going to put this guy out there. So, you know what? You're going to put that guy out there and I'm going to, I'm going to do damage. I mean, look at the Freddie Freeman and, um, the first baseman from the Cubs. Um, oh, yeah. Ky- uh, not Kyle Schwarber. Uh, yeah. Exactly, Chris Chris Bryant. Yeah, no, not Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's the third baseman Uh, or outfielder. He's a Cub. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about the Cubs. (laughs) Well, but he struck Freddie Freeman out. You know, position player thrown to another position player, he strikes him out. And look at all the grief Freddie Freeman took because he got struck out by a position player. You know? Dude, I'm down, or I'm up 3-0, and you're going to throw me a lollipop down the middle of the plate? I'm going to hit it out so I don't get razzed. You know, because a catcher struck me out. So you're you're darned if you do, and you're darned if you don't in that situation. Well, and, and again, it's such an odd and, thing. Of yeah. baseball is supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, MLB doesn't want fun. Look at the well, one Capiano guy situation. <laughs> There's one guy who doesn't want fun. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is a tool. Yeah. That's why Castellanos and the fan. The other day yeah. is the greatest interview yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can only ever For strive sure. to do those interviews. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm helping you out there, maybe. I don't well, know. Well, I have the ability that when we do some uh, Bandits games this year, I can actually call you during the game. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, we, we tested it in the All-Star games a couple years ago, and we, we have that ability. A lot of coaches okay. won't do it, though. I'll tell you that. 
Okay. Okay. Well, you just give me a heads up. Let's hope we're not down fifteen to four, and I got a catcher out giving up bombs on a three zero pitch, and well, I I'll got be a, all right. A mute button, I think. <laughs> I might have to utilize that. <laughs> Put me on delay a little bit. Right. You're going to be on a massive yeah. delay. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> We've met. You're going to be on a massive delay. <laughs> well, I look forward to this season and the fact that I actually get to say yeah. that two weeks from today. I might even see you, depending on how the tournament. Uh, works out for sure. those couple of days because us doing uh, Ottawa games. Uh, your home games this year at Defiance College, right? Um, we have a couple at Defiance College. Um, that that Tuesday and Wednesday we're at Defiance College. Then we're at Defiance High School on Thursday night. And then we have Ayersville High School um, for a Saturday doubleheader. And then a couple more at Defiance College after that. Um, I'm still looking. Okay. <laughs> it just says Defiance College. Uh, well, Fine. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm still looking for a site for one Sunday doubleheader because Defiance College is not available. So I'm trying to get Napoleon High School because, um, you know, it would be nice for the Napoleon River Bands to, to play at Napoleon High School. Oh, that's at least stupid. One time. At that's least just, one time. <laughs> you just sound stupid now. <laughs> it, well... It's not the first time. Well, it's not the first it time. won't be the last. <laughs> it will, definitely won't be the last, that's for sure. I mean, what a concept. Napoleon should play in Napoleon. You would think. Come on now. You would think. Uh, you can play in my backyard if you want for a couple games. Okay. That, well, that'd be nice. Backyard across the street. We can. I'll build it. You will come. It'll be a whole thing. You got a, you got a short porch there? Uh, it will be, yes. Even I can take <laughs> uh-huh. it. Yard. It'll be like uh, the, old, nice. the old stadiums where it's like 200 feet. 200 feet, 30, 30, 40 foot high fence. Yeah, like, exactly, uh, we'll that's go, exactly right. Yeah. We'll go over to Kokomo, right field, like 210. An old minor league ballpark, right field's 210, and the fence is 40 feet high, I think. Well, we I, still had, the I, last time we were there, we, we made uh, a, a Kokomo guy a player of the week for the city of Kokomo because <laughs> he hit three bombs. He hit three bombs off of us, and one of them landed on a rooftop on the house across the road that's right behind the stadium. So That lady that has kind now of filed a, an injunction for you never to play that, there again. That was, that was an unbelievable day. We got excited in our dugout when we walked him. Because uh, <laughs> he, he, he was like six for eight in the doubleheader with four bombs. It was crazy, yeah. Uh, you should probably not pitch to that guy ever again. Well, you know, hopefully he's not playing for him anymore. Well, we'll you find see out. Him we'll on go the street, you should walk around. <laughs> well, you probably want to come up and shake my hand, probably. Right. He should buy you ice cream or at least dinner. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. He's got that framed at his mama's house. <laughs> well, I have enjoyed Dear this conversation Lord. as always. Yeah. For sure. I look uh, forward to, to catching up down the road here. Folks want to find out what you guys are up to. They want to follow you this season. Where do they find you? Uh, they can find us on Twitter at, uh, oh, what is it? Riverband at Baseball, I believe. Um, we do have a website, although it's kind of it's actually in flux Napoleon right now. Bandits, but. At Napoleon at Napoleon Bandits. I don't know. I just post stuff on it. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. That's why you're the head coach. Um, well, I didn't. I didn't create it. So there, there's my there's my rationale. It was just handed over to me. They said, "Here, you're in charge of this now." I said, "Oh, okay. I don't even know what this is." This will be the last episode um, of the show now. 
<laughs> uh, we do have a website. Um, not a whole lot goes on it anymore because the format's changed. And I haven't quite figured it all out yet. The last um, guy that was, was the like website an, guy. You know, he was. Yeah. Well, but still, here, you know what? I get a call one day from a parent, and they're like, hey, what happened to the website? I'm like, what are you talking about what happened to the website? She's like, it's different. I go, no, it's I, not. Yeah, I don't like it. Sure, sure enough. Yeah, sure enough, it was. I'm like, it just the the company we had got bought out by a different company and switched it overnight. So I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, I, I used to be able to find out anything. I love doing your games because I could. Yeah. If I could think of it, I could find it. Yeah. Yes. The other the other place to go is Game Changer because we do stuff on Game Changer now, and that's uh, Napoleon Post three hundred um, River Bandits, um, eighteen oh, eighteen and over something like that. Okay. That's, yeah. That's We've accomplished nothing in half an hour. Well, did you expect anything less? No, but I mean, it, no. fills, it fills time. So whatever. If if you go to Game Changer and you search and point River Bandit, you're going to find it. All right. Well, I, yeah. again, I look forward to seeing yeah. you guys at least a handful of times this year, and I appreciate you doing Perfect. this. Uh, well, I appreciate the opportunity. That's the one, the only, thank goodness, Head coach of the Napoleon River Bandits and Chad Donsbeck. Back in a few and we'll wrap up this show here on Around the Hearn. Hey, Bearcat fans. Special Row Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Special Row Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinting. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. So place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and 8 to 3 on Saturday. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Brittany Gross, the uh, Bakken's girls coach, and Chad Donsback, the Napoleon River Bandits head coach. Of uh, A lot of good information in those interviews, I think. I thought they were they were really well done by them, not me. I uh, It's like the old Conan O'Brien thing. Oh, we've got a very good show. I don't very often listen to this show, but every once in a while, we come up with a good one. Next week, I hope that I'm able to tape this later on today. I've tried to... Uh, to do this a couple of times, and I can't say enough about my little girl. Avery was so good while I was talking to Brittany Gross on the phone. Uh, she just sat and just smiled and looked up at me and cooed, and uh, thankfully, she's okay with listening to Daddy, at least for a little bit. But next week, I hope to have newbie Lida head coach Matt Tabler. Talk to him a couple of times. He comes over from a Perry, and he's been on the show a handful of times. Last time, he was on with Frank Kill. The head coach of Lima Central Catholic at the same time just talked about his love and admiration of uh, growing up basically as an Elida kid and how this was the one program that he would leave Perry for after that big run that they've had and the success of the all-time winningest coach in Perry program history. But I uh, absolutely love talking to Matt, and I hope I'm able to get to do that uh, here in a little bit and have him on next week's show. That's all I've got. Hit me up on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP. I'd love to hear track results and uh, tennis results. It's harder for me to get those, I think, than a lot of the other things that are going on. Softball results as well. Congratulations to all the kids that made all of the uh, all-district lists and the uh, all-conference lists. Unfortunately, there's so many that if I said and told you every single one, it would take 
about 10 or 15 minutes, and uh, it's that's a lot of time. But I, I can't say enough about those kids and the, the work they're putting in. I'm so happy to be able to see them even get a spring. So I guess thank you to you for helping us get to that point. Uh, wherever you are, wherever you may be, I hope that you have a great night and even better tomorrow, and I thank you so much for supporting this show. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.